welcome to SoundingTheLight.com, the place where you can connect to real artists, real stories, real talk. My name is Tara Tucker. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're having a great day. If you're not, I hope that listening will help to make your day just a little bit better. I've got a really awesome guest interview to play for you in just a few minutes. Uh, It was with Noah Cleveland. He was able to come up to my Sounding the Light studio, and we had a great conversation, and I will play that in just a minute. But first, I did want to let you know that if if you have been following the story of the the Tucker Pets uh, that (laughs) that we've had in the last month or so, um, there's another installment today. We allowed our daughter to get a very small fish tank with a beta and a snail and two ghost shrimp back a couple of weeks ago. And last episode, I had let you know that one of the ghost shrimp, which we've never had before, they're they're very tiny and they're clear and they're really cool to watch, but one of them had already passed away and, and there was some heartbrokenness and tears over that. Well, the other one was doing very well, um, up until just a few days ago, and, and he started kind of hanging around in one corner of the tank and not moving. So I thought he was already dead. Well, yesterday after school, we came home and my daughter runs to her room to go check out the shrimp. And I heard this once again, this heartbroken wail <laughs> starting out from her room because Ghoulie had apparently bit the dust and he was floating up at the top of the tank this time, uh, surrounded by little bubbles. And, and it was a very, very sad thing. And, you know, I, I went through the, I'm, I'm very sorry, honey, but, you know, if, if we're going to have new fish, this is kind of an experiment and, you know, try not to get attached and, you know, going through that whole thing. So we were going to wait for daddy to get home to clean out the tank and, you know, uh, dispose of the, <laughs> of Ghoulie. Well, by the time that my husband came home, I don't know what happened, but Ghoulie was not really dead. I think Ghoulie just wanted to live up to his name and scare my daughter. So he ended up moving and, um, <laughs> he cleaned out the tank water amidst much rejoicing. And so far, Ghoulie seems to be okay. That's a good thing, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of riding the waves with my poor little girl. She's having to learn so much about about life and death and animals and, you know, taking care of pets. So it's a lot of good stuff, but it's also some difficult things as well. Well, the guest interview that I get to play for you today is one that I had with worship leader and recording artist Noah Cleveland. Uh, he was able to come up here to the Sounding the Light studio. And wow, what a what a great guy with a great heart. He is a husband and a father. He was sharing a little bit about his experiences with, t- <laughs> with taking his entire family on tour with him um, because God has just really impressed him with actually having his family be a part of what it is, you know, that he is doing, that his wife is doing. Uh, just a guy with a really sincere heart um, to see the kingdom of God moving here on earth and to see the church, uh, especially now, you know, come together and break down the walls of denomination and, uh, you know, the differences and really stand together and be the bride of Christ. Um, What an exciting thing. The other exciting thing is that he has a new album out 
releasing today, woohoo, called Church with No Walls. Isn't that such a great title? And the title track song is so awesome. And the really awesome thing is that we get to share uh, about three of the songs from that new album on this podcast today. I'm really excited. So stick around. I'm about to play his song, Church with No Walls, from his new album. And, uh, and then we'll go straight into the interview. Stones we were stacking are on the ground. They stood between us, we tore them down. Nothing but love in their place. We are the body, his hands and feet. Brothers and sisters, one family. Let nothing separate. Are you with me? Let this world hear us say We are the church The church with no
So Noah, thank you so much for being here on Sounding the Light. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for having me. I know we're kind of out in the sticks, so did you have any uh, hard time finding the place? No problem. I grew up in the country, so... Awesome. Awesome. Well, speaking of, where were you born? Uh, Thomaston, Georgia. Were you really? So, yeah, not not too far. Um, So, yeah, right... Right in the uh, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so you're very familiar with the middle of nowhere. For sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, we just heard your song called mm-hmm. Church With No Walls. Will you please talk about that one, where that came from? Yep. The Lord uh, burst something inside of me, uh, something that was uh, kind of gave me a vision of uh, the breaking down denominational walls, breaking mm-hmm. down denominational barriers that we as people have, have built up. But also um, to be able to to really see lost people come in the church, and I think a lot of times we as Christians get to the point where um, you know we build up this wall that even we won't allow not just another denomination in, we won't even allow other people in. Mm-hmm. You know, lost people. We get to the point where we're just so wrapped up about ourselves, and so uh, I wanted to to do something. I felt the Lord wanted me to do something that that would challenge the church to be the church yes. and to say, hey, we are the church. Come one, come all. Everybody is welcome here because we're the church without any walls. I love that. That is so inspirational and so incredibly timely for today. Uh, I've noticed that that seems to be kind of a an emerging theme, mm-hmm. um, and it makes me excited because when the church does come together, you know, like what can God do right. through us? For sure. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a great song. So you said that you were born in Thomaston. Right. Do you have a favorite growing up memory? Um, maybe Santa Claus. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I know some people have different uh, different thoughts about Santa, but I remember one time I was asleep and I uh, woke up and I heard Santa in the uh, in the living room, and so I remember just thinking, oh, I've got to go back to sleep. I've got to get myself back to sleep, or he's going to leave." And so you didn't I heard even him. try to tiptoe out there. No, and- I, I did. I wasn't going to get out of the bed. And, and my house growing up was pretty small, so I uh-huh. could. I mean, it was literally in the other room, and so I was scared that he was going to just go back up the chimney, <laughs> and I would get left uh, with no toys. And so. I just kept trying to go to sleep, and I remember uh, Santa came walking through the kitchen, and I could hear him walking through getting... My mom would always put Coke and um, cookies, and so mm-hmm. drinking the, a little bit of the Coke and eating some cookies, and uh, as soon as he... Uh, you know, I thought he was gone, mm-hmm. I did get up, because I wanted to see what was in there, and surprisingly, it was my mom in the living room, <laughs> and uh, but everything was out, and so... I was like, Mom, what are you doing up? And so you scared she, Santa away. She said, Hey, I heard something in here, so I checked it out too. I love it. And so that was that was a fun memory for me. That's awesome. So how old were you when you finally realized that, you know, mom uh, was Santa? I, I still believe there's a Santa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't I don't remember. You know, I, I really uh-huh. don't. My mom would always say, uh, when you stop believing, he mm-hmm. stops coming. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for her, you know, I still believe. <laughs> That's great. So when did you first come in contact with music in a way that it really impacted you? Well, my mom always loved music. And so everywhere, every time we would get in the car, she would always listen to music. She listened to country music. And so uh, from the time we got in, the time we went where we were going, we'd listen to it. So mm-hmm. naturally, it was just kind of always around me. And uh, I just started singing. I remember I was in choir in school, I think maybe middle school. I just wanted to, to do it probably so that I didn't have to do 
a regular work, you know, as yeah. far as um, <laughs> when I got an elective, I was just like, hey, choir sounds good. Right. And, That's uh, the fun stuff. So just started enjoying it. And I remember as a kid, I would be in my room and pretend that I'm doing a concert, you know, <laughs> and that there's just thousands of people in the stands around me. And um, so it was just something that I started really enjoying. And I, I remember I would have, I would make up stuff like I would hold a deodorant um, bottle and act like it was a microphone and that kind of stuff. So it was uh-huh. always kind of something I love to do. Have you played any other instruments or, or uh, do you pretty much stick with singing? I play guitar and piano. Oh, very nice. So I started, awesome. started at first was just singing off of tracks because mm-hmm. I couldn't play anything and then started writing music. And so I wanted to kind of remember what I would write. So I started playing guitar and then slowly started just picking up piano. Matter of fact, felt the Lord tell me to, to start playing piano. Hmm. And uh, so I started writing songs on piano that I felt I would have never written wow. you know, outside of the piano. So, so you were older when you started playing piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was first first year in college, I think. Wow. Did it take you a while, or did you kind of pick it up right away? Um, I mean, you know, I still feel like I'm picking it up. But <laughs> I uh, I mean, it was pretty simple as far as the concept, just because the guitar mm-hmm. and piano and the music is all the same. But, um, you know, it, it, it just took me a little while. I would stay down in my basement at our house and studio and just play and, and kind of just sing to the Lord mm-hmm. and just spend moment, moments and, and, and hours really just playing. That's beautiful. And that's kind of how, it, how I got, got you know, decent at it. So when did you have your, what I would, what, what you would think of as your first like serious encounter with God? Um, I think probably I went to a youth evangelism conference when I was um, 15. And uh, I remember... Um, it was a, it was probably 10,000 people there. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course the music was there and, um, it was, it was powerful for me. And I just remember thinking something was different, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and came back from that. And about a month later, we went to a local youth rally and, uh, in the middle of worship, um, there's no altar call happening. It's just worship. And I remember the Lord telling me to go down to the altar and I'm like, well, God, I really don't have anything to talk mm-hmm. about you know can i just talk <laughs> to you here and he said go down to the altar so i went down in the middle of worship and uh got up to to leave after i was done praying and there was just hundreds of people at the altar oh, and i wow. couldn't even move you know and and so i think that the lord really showed me then just listen to me and and i'm real yeah you know i want to use you i used you tonight as an icebreaker mm-hmm. for some people to get down here and really kind of talk and so that was kind of a moment that i always remember Wow. Yeah, I bet. So when did you figure out that, uh, you know, that your life was going to be made up of what you're doing now? Well, a year after that uh, evangelism conference, I went back to the same one. And there was a guy that there spoke and he was talking about just kind of certain people in Christian music and in speaking uh that was nationally known it was you know some of them were kind of just easing out it was time for them to be done their season was done i remember him talking about somebody else having to come up and carry the mantle Hmm. and you know somebody handing off that mantle and so it was that moment that uh, i felt um god called me into to do music and to call me into ministry and so uh, i went down for that and um you know it's just been something that's burned inside of me ever since Hmm. where has your music taken you um, it's definitely taken me, uh, it's taken me a lot of places from the physical world. I mean, all over the world, all over the country. 
Um, but I think it's also taken me to um, to connect with different people. God's opened up a lot of doors just through that to meet different people. Um, uh, obviously, we're blessed enough to be able to, um, to do it full time yeah. with my family, being on the road. That's something that I love. Um, I feel that God's called me to be a, a, a father and a, and a husband first, being a family man first, um, and then do ministry. So uh, take my family with me everywhere that I go. I love that. And, you know, love doing it. It's hard. It's hard yeah, work. Bet. Um, so we've got one, one son named Samuel. He's two and a half and just found <laughs> out that we're having another one. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. Congratulations. Gonna, yeah, thank you going to be a little bit more of a challenge you know when once the new baby comes mm-hmm. to to go on the road but it's just there's so many times i'm not going to spend you know day after day after day on the road while my family stays at home yes. you know that's my first ministry so so when you started be loud ministries which is is that a, a company that you started that you have produced your cds through mm-hmm. yeah we started be loud ministries in 2008 okay. as a 501c3 nonprofit organization and we wanted it to be um, known as a ministry, not just as music. Mm-hmm. And so we've partnered with different organizations, and uh, we do a golf tournament every single year and, nice. um, you know, raise money for, for different things. And so it's kind of, we've definitely done music out of that, and that's the primary thing that we do. Um, but at, at the same time, it's definitely not just limited to music, if that makes sense. So is your wife a part of that as well? Oh, yeah. Yep, she okay. is. And my wife actually speaks and does women's conferences too and so you know it's kind of under that same umbrella yeah um, and when we go there's certain times where she's able to to share and, and do certain things she doesn't sing everybody always asks hey do you do music <laughs> but she doesn't sing and um you know but the lord's really completed us to be a team to yeah. be a unit very complimentary to yep to complement each other so that's awesome so uh with your little boy, who you said is what two and a half? Uh huh. <laughs> Does he? Uh, I, I guess he's been since you guys started this well before he was born. It was mm-hmm. probably rolling very well by the time he was born. Right. So this is the life that he's known. How does he do with it? Yeah, he loves it. You know, it's it's still tough. He gets tired, but he loves the drums. <laughs> Everywhere that we go, he that's the first place he wants to go. Uh-huh. Um, he wants to be on stage with dad everywhere, and so it's 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 fun. It's. Uh, it's challenging at times again because mm-hmm. you know it's he, he he can't separate the fact that it's business. It's time to get serious and <laughs> time for him to play. Um, but he does well. Um, you know, it's he comes in contact with a lot of kids and mm-hmm. a lot of nurseries and a lot of families and a lot of germs, <laughs> all of the above. But he does he does good. Like you said, it's all he knows. And so mm-hmm. for us, as long as we're together, and I think as long as he is with us then I, I think he's fine because that is, that's just life to him. Yes, yeah, so I guess you could just kind of bring your home along with you. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. So has there been any, uh, you know, difficulties or, or funny things that has happened with, with him being along? Um, I think uh, maybe the, the certain, when he was first born, uh, when my wife nursing, you know, going <laughs> down the road, and that having to that having to happen and him going crazy, you know, was always oh, no. an interesting always an interesting thing. Uh, I also think that maybe the uh, the crying there mm. there was moments where he would cry for thirty minutes, and so my wife knows that I have headphones that I just take, you know, with with me and put headphones on and blare it out. Mm-hmm. And, 
she listens to nothing and just hears him scream and so <laughs> it's not as funny but at the yeah. same time you know it's it, it 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 is what it is well these will you know these create memories and stories yep. for later on and they do you talked a little bit about how you began be loud ministries where would you like to see it go in the future i think just growing it um to be more of a well-rounded ministry even apart from the music mm-hmm. that's that's why we started the golf tournament couple years ago to be able to reach out to other ministries we've got so many people churches and ministries that have sowed into us and our ministry that we want to be a part of of other people doing things Mm -hmm. and uh so connecting with some local people around our town um it's something that we've tried to do and and i think just doing more of that um is is really where we want to see it go i mean obviously we can dream about the next five years of, of our music um but i've just come to the understanding that the Lord is the only one that knows what the future looks Mm -hmm. like. And so if I try to paint a picture to look a certain way that I may be disappointed, you know, and the Lord's like, hey, you were the one painting the picture, not me. (laughs) And so I just think as long as we continue just to to do missions, you know, to give, that's what we want our ministry um, to be about. Jesus didn't have... A bunch of musicians leading worship before he preached. <laughs> you're right. He Haven't just thought lived. about that, but you're absolutely right. You know, he lived life, and and miracles happened, and people were changed, and so yeah. that's what we want. Uh, ultimately, you know, if I think you said, "Hey, put it in one sentence," it would be, "We want to see souls saved because of our ministry." Well, God bless that. Then, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, love that. So you were talking about starting to write songs. About how old were you when you started writing songs? Um, probably 15 or 16. I started playing guitar when I was 15. Mm-hmm. And so, um, probably around that same age. Um, and I started writing songs and just uh, notebooks and melodies and couldn't really remember them again. That's why I <laughs> wanted to pick up the guitar so that uh-huh. I can remember what I wrote. And, uh, you know, and, and writing is rewriting. Yes. So continue to try to get better. And the Lord opened up some cool doors for this new record through our management company, uh, to be able to, to write some 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 songs with some very very talented writers and um, so that's something that to see how guys who have had numerous number ones how they kind of make their way down that path of writing mm-hmm. that song it's mm-hmm. really really helpful to be in the room with them. Well, let's talk about your new album because it's it's coming out Friday. Friday, which yep. is very exciting. September twenty fifth. Congratulations yeah, on that. That's you. great. And the album is actually called what the title track is, and that is Church with No Walls. Right. Uh, talk about the making of this album. Yeah, we. Uh, it was probably a year and a half or so um, that, that it took us uh, to get these six songs. I mean, we probably had 20 songs, 25 songs that we wrote to, <laughs> to get to that point. And, uh, you know, I would, I would write and write and write, and we would say, hey, this one needs work, that one needs work, that one's good, that one is, an, uh, you know, that one we need to just throw away and never <laughs> never bring it back up. And, uh, and so we would, um, the Lord opened up a door to write with some, some guys, Ed Cash and Scott Cash, who've done Chris Tomlin's records. Well, wow, that's great. And Ed wrote How Great Is Our God. And so getting in there to work with them was a huge, huge deal for me. Oh, I bet. To be able just to again see how they did things and i mean it was professional no doubt in the quality but also um you know the heart behind it to hear somebody not just say hey you need to sing it like this but hey why don't you just take a moment and worship Hmm. you know that that's a big deal so we were able to to work with um three different producers 
on this record, all who've who've won um, Grammys and Dove Awards. Wow. So that's a really awesome thing to be able to be a part of that. Yes. And to see um, to see the Lord's hand in that. And so we're excited for people to hear the songs. And, um, you know, I think that this is the third record that I've done. And uh, I feel like it's the best best one by far. That from is songwriting great. to quality to, to everything. And you recorded the whole thing in Nashville, is mm-hmm. that right? Yep, Nashville. Which studio? Well, actually, well, actually we did uh, one of them in Atlanta. Nathan Knuckles, um, who does all the passion stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan actually did and co-wrote Church with No Walls wow. with me. And so, um, and then Ed and Scott Cash, we did a few with them and uh, at their studio there in Nashville. And then uh, another guy named Pete Stewart, who did a lot of uh, Toby Mac stuff and some DC Talk stuff wow. early on. And um, How exciting. Yep. I'm sure it was so much fun. Yeah, it was great to be around that. Yeah. You know, it was a learning experience for sure. Um, But, you know, nothing, it it was worth it, no doubt about it. I'd like to share another one of your songs from Church With No Walls. Okay. This is the one called You're My Hope. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk about this one a little bit, where that one came from? Yep. My my wife will tell you it's her song. (laughs) Uh, I I wrote it um, as she and I both were kind of going through some different times for, it was different for her. There were moments where she went after she had our first son. Um, she had had some problems healing up from the baby, and uh, and so there were just we were just like God. We need help, you know. She was having to face a surgery, and and everybody knows what that looks mm-hmm. like from a financial standpoint to to every you know. I mean, even the physical part of going in there, and so. She had just been through a tough time um, and, and, you know, was just really down in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I wrote that for her and um, just so many people feel like giving up in life. I mean, life is hard and so many people feel like they have no hope. But the truth of the matter is when we have a daddy like we do and we mm-hmm. serve the almighty God, mm-hmm. um, we always have hope. And even if the circumstance and the situation doesn't look the way that we think it should look, or it looks a little hopeless, the truth of the matter is we always have hope. And so that's it's just a declaration song saying, God, you are my hope. If I can move a mountain, why won't this mountain move? If I can be forgiven. Why does this guilty feeling loom? If you made sun for morning, why can't I see it rising? Where is the peace I want to know? If I can walk on water, why am I drowning in the waves? If you say don't fear tomorrow, why can't I find faith When I feel alone in the valley And shadows start to surround me You're the light that keeps me hanging on Cause you're my hope And your world will never change You're my hope You alone stay the same In the chaos and the heartache Your presence is my strength I'll hold on to you Cause you're my hope When I walk through fire 
the dead shield me from the flame in the midnight hour you're just in time to save the day when i am tired of fighting when the battle's all but lost your love keeps me hanging on you're my Thank you for allowing me to share that song, mm-hmm. Noah. And uh, you have got a tour with your new album coming up very soon. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're actually doing doing it already. We're in, we're in the middle of it. Okay, we, we started in uh, in August, and so we've been hitting a few places here and there. But it's it's about to get really ramped up. <laughs> and uh, so, so you got a release party coming up as well. Yep, this Saturday. Great, uh, September the twenty sixth at Strong Rock uh, Christian School in Locust Grove. Um, doing that starts at seven o'clock and so that's kind of the official release on friday we release the record and then saturday we do that um and then we hit the tour pretty hard and uh and the tour it was just again of kind of an extension off of the vision that the lord gave me for this to be able to go in to these cities and these churches and to see these churches come together Mm -hmm. and we're already seeing it uh we'll have many many churches come to one event and by the end of it, you know, be able to see all these people just together holding hands, Aww. singing that we are the church, the church with no walls. That's beautiful. It's really a powerful thing. That's how thing. it should be. And, and for us, it, this tour goes beyond just an event. I, what I want to see is past the, the night where we're done, the night we roll out of that place, we want to be able to see fruit remain yes. from these youth pastors who weren't really connected now they're connecting they're meeting together these churches are coming together and being the church together doing events you know instead of letting that division and and, and creating a line mm-hmm. let that um, line disappear mm-hmm. let the division disappear well i keep getting the you know the phrase in my head about for such a time as this mm-hmm. you know because it's so important yeah. when other things seem to be so shaky um 
you know, for the church to be so united right. like that. Yeah, for sure. It's it's the only way, and I think that's the way that revival is going to happen and, and that uh, lost people are going to come to know mm-hmm. Jesus. How long does this tour last? It's actually going to go into next May. Wow. So we're uh, we're doing it through the fall, and then we'll take a little bit of time off around the holidays, Christmas, and then pick it back up in January and go all the way uh, to an event that we do every year called Soul Stock in Decatur, mm-hmm. Alabama. 15,000, 20,000 people come out for wow. that. And uh, so that's kind of going to be the, the end mark of the official tour. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what cities are you going to hit? Well, we're going into San Antonio, Texas. Um, we're going to do Atlanta. We are doing uh, a few stops down in Florida. We are doing, of course, Decatur, Birmingham, Montgomery, um, all in, in Alabama, mm-hmm. up Nashville, the Brentwood area. So since you're in the car a lot, what do you do with your little guy? Well, he has a little TV in the back uh-huh. uh, that he <laughs> watches, and so he's got about two movies that he watches and uh, repeatedly, so we know those. <laughs> so you guys know him by heart. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's why I have headphones. Right. Oh, man. Yep. Well, and then you guys, he's going to have a little brother or sister yep. to uh, to throw into the mix there, which yeah. they should have fun. It will be, yeah. We'll probably have to expand a lot of things, yeah. vehicle included. So what do you enjoy doing when you are not being a musician? Uh, sports. Definitely love uh, watching sports, football, um, and uh, golf would probably be the, the two biggest things. Uh-huh. I mean. You know, as far as like an individual, obviously we love doing family stuff. We just went to Disney World, so that nice, was, yeah, that was a fun thing. Um, and I love taking my little man out to play golf. Oh, two and a half. He's he loves it. But do you um, do putt putt golf or actual regular golf? No, yeah, I take him on the, the real on the actual course, and nice. so you know, let him hit a little bit. He's got his little clubs that he hits, <laughs> and it's a challenge to keep up with him. Uh huh. But uh, it's definitely fun. Cool. That's very awesome. I would actually like to share one more song of yours from Church With No Walls. And uh, this one is called My Savior Lives. Mm -hmm. What is the uh, history or story behind this one? Well, to me, the whole essence of our um, faith and our belief is the fact that what separates us from any other religion is the fact that our Savior is alive. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not in a tomb somewhere, his body isn't laid up somewhere and um you know it's the fact that he lives Mm -hmm. and uh and and the cool thing about it is not only does he live he's not just living somewhere out in space he's alive inside of us and so uh, you know we wanted to uh wanted to write something that that really was just that core um belief that man my savior is alive and i think if we could really fathom that and 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 just kind of capture that in our mind because we've heard it when you grow up in church you hear about it so Mm -hmm. much that jesus is is not on the cross anymore he rose from the grave but if we really believe that 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 he died and then he rose again that's a pretty big deal yes you know and and that's that's worth telling people and i think if we were in the disciples shoes and we would have hung out with jesus and we would have saw jesus die and then all of a sudden him come back and hang out with him again, we would have been telling people yes. just like they did. And I think that that's our challenge too. And the Lord's really challenged me, even in writing that song, um, to tell people about him. Because it is a, it, it's, it's a huge, huge deal and it's worth sharing. 
That's really good stuff to think about and to be aware of. Mm-hmm. So once again, this one is called My Savior Lives uh, from the Church With No Walls CD by Noah Cleveland. If the stone wasn't rolled away If the dawn had not appeared If the angel never came to say Jesus is not here If he was not raised you once again for sharing your music and your heart and uh, stories behind your songs with us here at the uh, Sounding Light Studio. Yeah, thank you, Tara, for having me. Well, what a great interview with a great music artist. If you want to hear more from him or order his new album, you can click on the link here on his podcast page. It'll take you straight to his official website. 
Uh, also, if this is your first time to Sounding the Light, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you had a great time. If you are interested in checking out all the rest of the um, artists that we have on this site, I hope you take the time to do that. There's great artists with great music and uh, very encouraging things to say. So um, feel free to browse around. Uh, also, you are more than welcome to subscribe to our podcast and you'll never miss a new episode. You can connect with Sounding the Light through Facebook as well. Um, also, we, Sounding the Light is featured every other Friday on 90.7, 91.7 New Life FM with Pete Shagnon on the New Mornings uh, show. If you'd like to listen in, go to the Sounding the Light homepage where the pictures scroll through. Just click on the New Mornings banner and it will take you to their New Life site where you can live stream no matter where you are. So once again, that is every other Friday between the 8 and 9 o'clock hour Eastern Standard Time. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'm looking forward to spending more time with you soon here on SoundingTheLight.com. God bless.